Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hello, and thank you for joining us on The Victor Marks Show. I'm your guest host for the day, Jeff Teagues, filling in for Victor Marks as he is away on assignment. Today, we are bringing you an interview that Eric Metaxas conducted with Victor on his show, The Eric Metaxas Show. Before we get into the program, let me tell you a little bit about Eric. He is a New York Times number one bestselling author of Martin Luther, If You Can Keep It, Bonhoeffer, Miracles, and Amazing Grace. He has written more than 30 children's books, including the bestsellers Squanto and the Miracle of Thanksgiving, and It's Time to Sleep, My Love, illustrated by Nancy Tillman. His books have been translated into more than 20 languages. He is the host of the Eric Metaxas Radio Show, a nationally syndicated radio program heard in more than 120 cities around the U.S. He features in-depth interviews with a wide variety of guests. Metaxas speaks to thousands of people around the U.S. and internationally each year. If you want to find out more about Eric, you can go to ericmetaxas.com. It's M-E-T-A-X-A-S, ericmetaxas.com. Okay, let's get to the program now as Eric kicks off the conversation with Victor on this edition of The Victor Mark Show. Victor Marks, my friend, great to see you. You as well, Eric. Thanks for having me on your program. I want to talk to you about everything. We've talked to you about your life in the past, so we can't get into that too much. But just tell us about all things possible. That is really uh, the main reason you're here today. I'm so excited. Tell my audience, what is all things possible? Well, you know, our organization was formed based out of my background of being, you know, I suffered abuse as a kid and saw the injustice, which made me hardened which made me turn to drugs and struggle with relationships, eventually going into the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, my mother was married six times. I went to 14 schools and lived in 17 houses. When someone experiences that type of injustice, there's anger. So what do you do with it? I joined the Marine Corps with a hatred for Arabs because Lebanon, uh, bad things had just happened there. And, you know, God did a work in my life, which eventually would send me back to the Middle East uh, to reach Muslims uh, in the way of, more specifically, the last five years, uh, six years, is helping women and children who've been either held captive by ISIS or affected in traumatic ways because of them. And I think that's what we got best known for with all things possible in the Middle East. But it's expanded now to right here in the U.S. Well, when you talk, first of all, about women and children who've been captives of ISIS. A lot of this stuff, Victor, you, you probably understand, it's not real to most Americans. Like, you hear about it, right. but it's another universe. It's happening, like, uh, 300 years ago. It's not real. But you yeah. have lived this. You have been with ISIS. With I mean, tell us a little bit about that, because most of us cannot comprehend going into that world. Yeah, well, you know what? I, the Christian church here in America, I, I actually was uh, 
you used to speak a lot before going to Iraq and getting a house and safe houses and reaching. After we started doing this, we started getting pushback from kind of our standard Christian ministry partners. It was too much for them. And that's when we realized, look, because they would ask, Eric, they would say, aren't you preaching the gospel to Muslims? I said, well, I think we've been reduced to living it. When you're being shot at by ISIS because you're holding an orphan that you just got out of Mosul, uh, and and Muslims look at you and say, why are y'all here? We just say, because God loves us, and the Lord has put it on our heart to come and help. So to date, we've helped over 43,000 women and children who've been traumatized in the region. Our last pump in was actually, uh, me and my wife led a, another team into Syria where we went into Camp Al-Hall. 70,000 women and children that are ISIS. That's where they're confined from 50 different countries. And we actually weekly do outreach in the camp by showing them videos and teaching them basic things. And we're reaching their heart and their mind. And a lot of churches just can't wrap okay, their mind Victor, around Okay, Victor, you know, this is stuff. This makes my blood boil because yep. I, I never remember the scripture citation. But when Jesus says... You know, when I was in prison, did you visit me? When I was hungry, did you? He didn't say, did you preach the gospel to me? It's about, did you live the gospel? Did you look at people as made in the image of God whom he loves? There are Christians, all they think about is quote unquote evangelism, quote unquote preaching the gospel as if nothing else matters. That is heresy. I'm just here to say you yeah. need to live the gospel, folks. So preaching the gospel, I'm not going to say it's not important. Of course, we all know it's important. Yeah. But if you have reduced things down to that nothing else matters than speaking the magic words, you are not following Jesus. I want to be very blunt. If you're not living the gospel, the idea that it's like, well, we don't care what happens. We're just going to preach the gospel. We just care about eternal souls. That is a little – that's simplistic. That is not – scriptural and and you only see the hard edges of that heretical idea when you talk to somebody like you victor marx and you realize that there are people like well so you're saving children and women from being raped and tortured and stuff but you know what i don't think i I think jesus would have just preached the gospel and then blasted out of there that's nonsense but i I, i'm getting so angry because i have seen this time and time again this is heresy, folks. You think you're being yeah. more faithful. You're being less faithful. You're being theologically sloppy. Forgive me. My rant is over. No. But, Victor, yeah. I want to tell you, I've seen this, and I've heard people in other ministries talk about the same thing. And it's just, it's just absurd because I know you. And you yeah. do this because of Jesus, and that Jesus yeah. is just leaking out of you. You don't, you don't really need to even speak about him sometimes, and people get it. But um, yeah. you're doing God's work. And so if people want to find you on the web, what's the best way while I'm yakking here? It, it, well, thank you. It's real easy. It's Victor Marks with an X, VictorMarks.com is our website, but we're on all the social medias. And what I will say is though, there are a number of people I really used to look up to as a young man growing up in faith. And I've seen them get weak, jelly spine on everything from political issues to living the gospel, which is embracing suffering, you know, to some degree. And and then they push back on people who are doing the real deal. It, it has both stunned me in this last year and also made me very clear 
on who I can count on. And I'll tell you what, brother, it literally, so far this year, we've created a new army of prayer warriors and supporters because there has been this winnowing away of the chaff. We've reached over 200 million people through social media in this first quarter. We just got our reports in. So I've got to tell you that there is a strong core of Christians that literally are so sick of the the normal Christianized church that is progressive and left-leaning and doesn't really care uh, about children. That's uh, that was one of my big things. Doesn't that tell I you everything? Because you out. suffered as a kid. You, you went through yep. hell as a kid. So God's given you a heart to help kids. Let's talk about the border. Uh, yep. Everybody's wondering what's going on down there. Uh, the Biden administration, quote unquote, has unleashed hell uh, on the border. Yep. And we all see yep. it. Left and right see it. It is chaos. What are you doing on the border? Well, you know, for us to get a, a really solid understanding of what's factual and truthful, we went there. And we we were able to be with National Guard. Uh, we work with Border Patrol right on the front lines making first contact with women and children and guys coming over. Two things that we really encountered. One, were genuine, innocent people trying to have a better life that had traveled. Uh, there's a video on our on our social media of my wife hugging two girls, a nine and 11 year old by themselves. They didn't, they, they didn't travel from their homeland with an adult. They were sisters and they were just trying to make it to America. They wept when my wife gave them water and a hug and a little trauma uh, toy. And I'll tell you, the other thing we saw was men using children to get into this country as a passport. And these kids weren't theirs. And we uncovered that. We have video footage of it. And I just went, this is way worse than people think. Well, listen, Victor, here's the issue. Everybody with half a brain knows that that is going on. We have to be blunt and say to those on the left side of the aisle, you're harming people. We have to stop playing the game that if you care about people, you let people come in. If it were that simple, we could talk about it. But it's not that simple. Children and women are being abused and used horrifically because of the policies of the current fake administration. So if you care about children and women and you don't stand up against this and understand this is wicked, you're a hypocrite. There's no way around it. And I know this is real, but obviously every now and again I get to talk to somebody like you, Victor Marks. You have seen it. You have lived it. I mean, we're going to go to break in a second, but when we come back – I want you to talk about this, Victor, because people just need to hear it from somebody that what you're saying is true, that this is kind of like the bleeding heart liberal. You hear that term. People that they're so sloppy, they're all emotion. And because of that, it leads to pain and misery and abuse and violence and rape. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to grow up and have intelligent policies because we really do care about these women and children go to victormarks.com we'll be right back folks i'm talking to victor marks victormarks.com that's m-a-r-x as in zeppo marks victor um tell us you said you are on the border on the southern border with your wife i forget your wife's name eileen eileen brave woman you guys do this work together Mm. it's amazing 
Um, tell us how briefly how it is that these coyotes and that these incredibly violent thugs use children to get into this country. Well, first, they're so organized, it's beyond what people could imagine. We rolled up on an observation post with Border Patrol and the National Guard, and there was a coyote, a female, filming us with her camera. We got out, brought my dog, walked right up to her, said, hey, what are you filming? She says, I'm with the media. She was with no media. She was recording our faces, our license plate, and reporting it back to the cartels. They are, uh, nobody crosses that river without a wristband, which is their ID. They're put in data systems. But I'll tell you, all of this is a smokescreen. The human trafficking uh, of just pushing people across allows the overwhelmed Border Patrol and, you know, and law enforcement and allows them now to get the drugs in, which are killing. I mean, 80,000 people died of overdose last year. So uh, and, and to your point before the break, uh, the left liberals that complained so much about kids being in cages. We were there under the Trump administration. We're here now. And I'll tell you something. What I don't see is any left-leaning people, Democratic, down there helping women or children. We don't see it. Well, yeah, you don't see it because it's not happening. I guess, you know— in many ways, I'm naive. Uh, I have a kind of Pollyanna attitude. I want to believe everything's great. But the older you get, the more you realize, no, there is evil in the world. And the evil of these cartels, it is unfathomable how evil they are. They will torture and kill. They don't care. They're making Can billions of yeah. dollars. Tell us. Let me, let me share a story that's going to really arrest some of your viewers and listeners. The, the harsh reality I know of a— a woman personally, I know her personally, where they were in a bad area, uh, and when she was a child, her friend got kidnapped. A blonde-headed, blue-eyed little girl got kidnapped. They couldn't find her. They came back to the States. That little girl was used by the cartel. She was killed, cut open. Drugs were shoved into her cavity. They zipped her up and put her in a car child seat because she was a toddler, Chelsea, and they were able to get through a checkpoint. The cartels were because they had a blonde-headed, blue-eyed little girl that Border Patrol and law enforcement thought was just sleeping. This is what they're willing to do. What they're doing now is uh, they, they will use kids to get into the U.S. as men, and they're traffickers. They will turn these kids into sex. It is feeding the machine. That's what people don't understand. I'm all for immigrants coming into this country. I mean, we can set up judges, hear cases, and get them in. But while I was there, we saw hundreds, hundreds getting through with, uh, I mean, going, they would go right to the Border Patrol, process within five days, given a plane ticket to go anywhere in the U.S. that they wanted to. We saw this firsthand. It's done by thousands. But I just want people to imagine. If you had children, a 9- and 11-year-old, that went from California to New York City by themselves, hitchhiking and walking, how safe do you think they would really be? I mean, this is like just putting them in harm's way. You, you, you cannot, you know, what, what happens to runaways, folks? Nothing good. Um, right. Victor, you're just, you know, you're a hero. I've had the privilege to meet you a few mm -hmm. times, and you're doing this. 
And what amazes me, though, is that the mainstream media and a lot of the conservative media, they don't want to talk to you. They, they, they're looking the right. other way. They're just bashing Biden. But right. this is real. Lives are at stake. And I want to have you on just so people can hear this. You're, you're living this. You're living this. What, what would you say that Americans can do? I mean, I know probably give to VictorMarks.com because you guys are you're doing you're living this. Yeah, we, we are setting up an operation station there to, to help. Well, you know, there's three things that most people fall in, categories that we are. We're patriots, uh, we're Christians, uh, and, and then you're also humanitarians. So a, as a Christian, we want to help the widows and the orphans in their time of need, and we're seeing it. As patriots, we want to seal that border. We do need more barriers, better technology, and more manpower, but I would hope and we keep saying that the administration that's currently in place would go ahead and make these cartels terrorist group. If they made these terrorist organizations, look, our chief of operations is a former Delta commander, uh, a thousand missions. Uh, this guy, uh, Colonel Jeff Teagues, uh, we were there because we bring our teams down there. And we're just looking at it tactically going if the administration would make these cartels, terrorist organizations, we could hurt their feelings so fast. We could reduce the damage that they're doing to humans and then slow the role of drug trafficking into the U.S., which would save lives. Listen, I, I hate to say it, but this was not happening under Donald Trump. So no, if you thought his no, tweets were mean, ladies and gentlemen— you need to get yeah. over that and think about children and women suffering horrors because we are unwilling to look at the situation. We'll be right back with Victor Marks. Folks, welcome back. I'm talking to Victor Marks. I hope you go to VictorMarks.com. We don't have enough time to just explain you, Victor. You're just an extraordinary person. God has used you and taken the, the misery of your childhood and redeemed it beautifully. It's just, this is what God does, and people need to know that. But we're talking about what you're seeing at the southern border. So you're saying that we need to declare these cartels as terrorist organizations. I mean, they are very similar. I mean, the level of violence and the money, and it's just, it's amazing. How is it possible that we could have people in our government totally naive about this? Or maybe they just don't care? I can't imagine how they could not understand what is going on. It's not very complicated. You've just explained half of it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Vice President Kamal Harris, we put a challenge into her from the border saying, we invite you to come down since you're the czar over this, but you've never been. Once people see, hold, uh, touch children and women uh, and see their pain and suffering, it touches their heart and they're accountable. So again, I would say uh, they they must release video footage of what's really happening. And trust me, uh, they don't care about COVID down there. They're shoving tens of thousands of children into buildings. They're doing a little, you know, a shell game of saying, well, that one's empty, but they're building another one. And we need to really recognize our border patrol. We need to empower the ICE agency and uh, very brave men and women on the border working. What I want to tell you listeners right now is uh, four children were just found on Mother's Day, left on a person's ranch. The youngest was 11 months old. The oldest, I think, was 11. Four children 
No one else around. One was so dehydrated, the rancher thought she was dead. The temperatures are now soaring. 90s, 100s, kids will be dying. Kids will be drowning. Christians need to get involved. They can contact us. If their church wants to be involved, we welcome that. And uh, remember, uh, the, the first book I ever read as a new Christian and a young Marine was Dietrich Bonhoeffer's you know, The Cost of Discipleship. That ruined me. That set my course. And I really measured my life as a Christian by that, being a disciple, not just a pew sitter. And the church has abdicated their authority far too long, thinking the government's going to solve the problems. They're not. There's a place for the government, but the church, this is when the church, churches should be fighting to get in every sector of that border helping. And believe me, once people come into this country, we do need to help. Uh, we plan on going on the other side like we did before. Um, we, we've been in very bad areas on the other side uh, helping women and children. It's got to be both and, and I think the church in America can do it. They can contact us at victormarks.com. Send us an email uh, so we can work together as a huge team to make a difference. And believe me, we're sharing the gospel by living it and helping these women and children when they come into our country. Uh, because if we don't reach them, trust you, me, the left will, and ungodly mindsets will be put upon them. Well, I just want to say to people in churches, folks, We've got to get involved in this. I don't know what you're involved in or how your parishioners spend their time and their money, but this is something where, Victor, you are right. People of faith need to be involved so that we show the love of God in how we spend our time and where we spend our time. So this is a political issue and a faith issue. It's everything. I mean, the money, what is the money that these cartels are making? I mean, this is really, billions. it's like dealing with the mafia and, 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 and ignoring the fact that it's the mafia or whatever it is. This is, this is worse uh, or as bad as the mafia ever was at its height, for, for, for yes. sure. Agreed. It's billions of dollars that they're making. And again, they're creating this humanitarian crisis again so they can smuggle drugs into the country. And we've seen it firsthand. Rafts crossing the river at night, uh, people being dropped in the river. Again, they want to create an atmosphere that it's a smoke screen, it's a flashbang where, you know, you, you better help these people because they're smuggling their drugs, fentanyl, coke. All these things that are killing people in the U.S. And the last thing, and I know it's too much to ask, but people need to stop the consumption of drugs, illegal drugs here in the U.S. Because that is the supply and demand. And it's sad to see so many people dying because of these synthetic drugs now. It's, it's just extraordinary. I mean, there's not enough time to go into this, but you've been doing this for years. And I'm just amazed, Victor, at at what you do. You're not afraid of going into the danger. You go with God. I know you've seen miracles. Uh, you're, you're just somebody that, uh, you know, you're, you're living this, as we said. I mean, we just got a minute left, but just talk about that. What, what, why you do what you do. Yeah. You know what? I learned the most valuable weapon I've ever had and used is the, the weapon of forgiveness. I had to forgive being abused and left for dead, tortured in a commercial cooler uh, as a kid. And because of that freedom of, un, you know, be, forgiving those who had hurt me, it really freed up my capacity for God's spirit in me to reach out and help others. 
So we've been reaching kids who are incarcerated for 20 years. Right now we have active pedophile hunting teams here in the U.S. We have safe houses in Cambodia. I'm, I can't give my departure date, brother, but, but we are prepped to go back to Iraq right now. And then we're here in the U.S. I speak at military bases because the suicide rate is so high. And then we have teams on the border and we go in and out. There's plenty to do. And it has never been a greater time for Christians to step in and engage. It is a war for the mind and soul of people. And uh, I'm just tired of so many Christians being afraid. What are we afraid of? Well, if you really believe in God and if you walk with him, the fear goes away because he's conquered death. But a lot of people don't know that. They don't live that. And I want to encourage my listeners, folks, go to VictorMarks.com, invite him to speak at your church. If the church would wake up and be the church and live as the church, half of these problems would evaporate. We want to thank Eric Metaxas for allowing us to air this interview on our airwaves. If you want to find out more about Eric Metaxas, go to ericmetaxas.com. If you missed any part of the interview, go to victormarks.com slash show. There you can listen to this interview in its entirety, as well as any other past shows that you may have missed. Once again, that's victormarks.com slash show. As always, we thank you for joining us today for this edition of The Victor Mark Show. We pray that you are blessed and that God will shine his light upon you. I'm Jeff Teagues. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.